0: Are you looking to improve at chess? I'm releasing my first course, Chess Diagnostics Chess Bootcamp, 30 Days to Better Chess. The pre-sale is starting now, and it's 50% off. The first videos will start to be released on November 25th, which is Black Friday. It's chessbootcamp.gumroad.com. See the link in the description below. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Complete Chess Strategy, Part 3. Strategic Elements by Chess Diagnostic. Nothing is new under the sun. Except if we're talking about Wilhelm Steinitz, the first official world champion. See, before Steinitz, there was really no modern chess strategy or theory, it was all attack. Steinitz developed for himself a framework of understanding that was based on the core logic of the game and ruled the chess world for 20 years because of it. He only dropped bits and pieces of his strategic elements during his life, and it wasn't until Lasker wrote down Steinitz's ideas that the world could know about it. Lasker himself used Steinitz's strategic elements to rule the chess world for 27 years. Players back then didn't have huge computer databases or solve thousands of computer-checked tactical puzzles. So what is it about these ideas that made Steinitz and Lasker such great chess players? See, chess is an inherently strategic game. By strategic, I mean, how do you think about the position in front of you, and determine your move? Chess is strategic, primarily because it is completely based on the logic of the game's rules, board layout, and piece movements. Everything is clearly defined in this zero-sum game, and so your understanding and thought processes should be clearly informed by this logic. In order to apply your knowledge of chess, you must have a simple and logical overall understanding, as well as framework of the game that incorporates all the strategic elements. You must know what your main strategic goal is in chess, otherwise your chaotic and unclear thinking will lead to chaotic and unclear results. I am not just trying to give you chess information, but the framework of how to organize and apply this information. I must give you the framework first. Now you know the general framework, we can analyze the information that fits inside. We can start with a simple question. What is your main goal you are trying to accomplish when you play a game of chess? The follow-up question would be, how do you accomplish this goal? Really think for a minute and come up with your own answer based on your current chess understanding make it as concise as possible and write it down on paper or leave it in the comments. This is the beginning of learning proper chess strategy and attaining a deep strategic understanding of chess. You could pause the video now if you want. Okay, the primary strategic goal in chess is to increase the activity of your pieces. So you might ask, how do I accomplish this goal practically? The answer is, you develop all your pieces as forward and as close to the center of the board as possible. Why as forward as possible? Because when you move a piece forward, you increase your piece's activity, and you restrict the opponent's pieces at the same time. Why put your pieces in the center? Because every piece controls the greatest number of squares on the board when it's in the center. Of course, you are trying to mate the opponent's king and win the game, but for the entire game, you have to go deeper and ask, how will I accomplish my overall goal? Every strategic element of chess boils down to the simple goal of gaining greater peace activity than your opponent and using your superior activity to win material and deliver a checkmate. Your opponent will fight your efforts and try to do the same, and this is when the struggle of chess ensues. As simple as the above statement is, the entirety of chess strategy can be summed up into this idea. Now that we know our overall goal when playing a chess game, we can examine the list of what Steinitz considered to be the primary strategic elements. Steinitz identified 16 strategic elements, and he categorized all the elements under two categories, permanent and temporary. This fits in clearly with the previous two-pronged approach we analyzed of how to evaluate chess positions in the previous video. The permanent advantages Steinitz identified were 1. Material advantage. Number two, bad king position. Number three, pass pawns in the middle game. Number four, weak pawns for the opponent. Number five, strong and weak squares. Number six, pawn islands. Number seven, a strong pawn center. Number eight, control of a diagonal. Number nine, control of a file. Number 10, the bishop pair. And the last one, number 11, control of a rank. The temporary advantages that Steinitz identified were 12. Bad piece position. Number 13. Inharmoniously placed pieces. Number 14. Advantage in development. Number 15, concentration of pieces in the center, or centralization. And the last one is number 16, a space advantage. We will now move to the chessboard to analyze each strategic element in relation to piece activity. But before we do that, I want to quickly review some specific positional rules that you can use to apply the overall framework and identify the strategic element in your own games. There are four specific rules that you can use as part of your overall thought process when selecting a move. Rule number one is centralization. Move your pieces as forward as possible and towards the center. Rule number two, find your least active piece and move it forward and towards the center. Rule number three, attack. Always look for attacking moves that force your opponent to do something concrete. Always focusing on the rule of attack, you will naturally find attacking moves that can lead to winning tactical ideas that win material and help you win the game. Rule number four, if you notice an opponent's piece on your side of the board, try to chase it back or get rid of it. Okay, let's move to the board now so we can clarify and deepen our understanding. See you there.